might want us to speak up about one of President Trump's proposed cabinet members or the person who's been put before us as a possible Supreme Court justice. And she might even want us to question Mr. Trump's statement about religious liberty. She would be passionate. She would want that to happen. She wouldn't sit still and let us just sort of file in and out of church. She wanted us to get the message that worship wasn't enough. We had to act on our, on our faith and on our beliefs. Perhaps as a means of strengthening the power of our individual voices, Betty would also be encouraging us to join a larger group, such as the Greater Cleveland Congregations, to advocate for change in our community. Who knows, she might even urge us to take to the streets to make our voices heard and our views known. Like Harry Ward, she was viewed as a radical, or at least I certainly got that impression when I was here and saw her there in Anderson Hall. In my own opinion, one of the most important ways for us to pursue the call of discipleship in the Trump era is to recognize that we have, you and I, have a responsibility to be positive role models for this generation and the next, for our children and grandchildren, for our parents and grandparents, for our friends and neighbors, even for our enemies, and for each other. Unfortunately, in my view, at the present time there are too many negative role models in our country that are countering the positive. Despite having to acknowledge our own sinfulness, and we must do that, I think more than ever we need to be sensitive to our own behavior and try very hard to act as Christ taught. When I was an interim minister at Willoughby Church, I was known for giving pop quizzes to the congregation during my sermons. And I'm going to do that today. Unfortunately, I'm up here. There, I could walk right out, and I could ask you questions, and I could see, I could see you face to face. But today, I'd like to ask you to help me identify single words and phrases that, in your mind, best describe the characteristics of a good role model. Now, just turn to somebody next to you and say what comes into your mind. Some of you aren't sitting next to somebody, so just sort of shout it out if you want to. I know, I know that you all have ideas as to what a good role model is. So, take a minute, say what you're thinking, and I'll, I'll prompt you a little bit. Some words like generous, caring, humble, civil. What words would you use? Truthful, there we go. Ah, oh, you're responding. I, I knew this would happen. <laughs> Afterwards, I'm going, to, I'm going to have the opportunity, I hope, to 
hear from you as to what words you heard, because there are a lot that do fit the positive role model. And then, of course, there is the negative role model, too. And I'm not going to ask you to say those. I'm going to say them, and you can add to them in your mind. Brash, arrogant, a bully, prone to belittling, telling lies, overly critical. And I would ask you, what else? If we had a chalkboard, I would list what you just said. would have been easier to do it at 8.30 because it's a smaller space, but I would do that to demonstrate how thoughtful and sensitive all of you are. You obviously know the difference between positive and negative role models. It is time to accentuate the positive. Wouldn't you agree? As I've tried to say in this sermon, the call to discipleship takes many forms. Jesus wants us to be his faithful followers. His faithful followers. In this Trump era, the challenge to do so is and will be great. Amen.